lose weight, put on weight, whatever. But around, like you said, you know, you mm. kind of have that crash diet and then you put on those five kilos back. Well, that five yeah. kilos is the space between you and having your life. Yeah. So you're going and having that pizza on the weekend. You're having that extra glass of wine. You're enjoying your meals with friends and brunches and whatnot. Mm. Like not all the time, but that you're not yeah. saying no to those opportunities of mm. living your life. Yeah. So that is the difference in the space between living your best life and living a life that of restriction. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthier self and live life the happy way. Welcome back, everyone. Today we have a jam-packed episode for you with the awesome Alexia Eleni, or as I know her, Lex, who after this episode is going to become your virtual hype girl. Lex is here to talk about all things body confidence and how our perception of our body image can literally change all aspects of your life. Lex has had a difficult journey with body image and has had to unlearn the way she felt about her body and rework her internal narrative to reach a place of happiness, gratitude and full-blown love for her incredible body. So let's get into it and I'm sure by the end of this episode you will feel a new sense of gratitude for your beautiful body. So welcome Lex. Hi, hi Mel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. It's been amazing minute since we've been talking yes. about me coming on here. I know. So. <laughs> I saw Lex like months and months ago and I was like, I want to get you on the podcast. I'm excited <laughs> to talk about this topic because it is such an important one and it is a topic that all women, no matter where you're at in your self-love body confidence journey, mm. you need these reminders and it's so refreshing to hear someone else's journey and perspective on things. So as we get started, I would really love for you to tell your story about your journey with body confidence and what that's looked like for you. So I guess my journey is still going and I think it's important to know that it never stops and there's no end to it, uh, but it is such a fun journey if you make it fun. And I guess with myself, my journey, like obviously in high school, going through puberty and figuring out what your body actually looks like going through those phases and those awkward teenage years. So it's yeah. not always the most fun, especially during high school when you've got all your friends and everyone looks different and mm. you kind of are starting to compare yourself there. And we were lucky enough, I guess, when we were growing up, especially in high school, that we didn't have Instagram as yet. Yeah. So there were like Facebook and, and like posting on people's walls and that's My probably space. it. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace. Yeah, there was a bit of like, yeah, it just ended up being less about image mm. and more just about friends and, yes. and you know, yeah. linking up. So I think we're a little bit, like, and I look back on it and I'm like, we're kind of lucky that, yeah. you know, it's just hard anyway, but still growing up within the school environment and you've got mates and all that that are different sizes to you and, you know, you still are consuming media in high school with, mm. you know, magazines and yeah. celebrities and, you know, TV shows and all that kind of stuff. So it's still very difficult when there's a typical beauty standard yeah. um, placed out there that you feel you have to reach. Yeah. And then anything 
below that you feel lesser than. So it just, it happens all the time and it's through the generations, even in the 90s, early 2000s, it was all very much the same, just different media platforms that it came through. So I think my journey kind of started with, yeah, seeing that my friends' bodies looked different to mine. They were thinner. I was a chubby girl even when I was in primary school. I was, you know, had a belly, like I've always had a belly. And, yeah, I have done diets since I can remember, even with my mum because she was like growing up in the 90s, you know, her 20s and 30s in the 90s, early 2000s, like really Kate Moss thin style look thin everything thin eyebrows you name it (laughs) but I think from just having my mum being able to you know she kind of felt that she had to look a certain way as well and be a certain Mm -hmm. weight and and all that kind of stuff it it obviously does then transfer into you know what I then thought I needed to look like and I would see her dieting and having these soup diets and liquids Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot and doing all that stuff and yeah, and I thought that I was like overweight as a kid and yeah, you just ha- always kind of have that in the back of your mind. Like they don't even say it, you know, blatantly and, you know, we're wog. So yeah. there's always going to be that grandparent like, oh, like chi- like just yes. grabbing your belly or something and you're like, oh, uh, like, yep. <laughs> or like chubby cheeks and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it just, it's all of these tiny, in a word, microaggressions, I guess, that you mm. then take on board as like that is just backing up the flaws that you think within you. Yeah, you have, yeah. It's still all about, like you mentioned earlier, the unlearning Mm. of all of those things and just realising that there is way more to life than the person that I am on the outside and what I look like and just like the sack of skin that I am pretty much. There's so much more than just that. So that's kind of, yeah, I guess, going back into like the high school stuff it it just um it was difficult and then I'm sh- it is for everyone and yeah. every girl even the thinner girls and everyone that mm. I knew had problems yep. with their body issues yep. and yeah and their body image it just no matter what size you were no yeah. matter what you look yep. like everyone is going through some similar journey yep. to you so but obviously you don't know that at the time you no, just think no it's one just you. speaks about it especially in high school you oh, know you can't, how do you speak up about that yeah. stuff? You feel so vulnerable mm-hmm. and you're just trying so hard to be like how you think you should be. And Absolutely. it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard. And it, you know, it really takes a toll on your mental health. And sure. I really like how you said, you know, it's a journey and the journey doesn't have an end. And it's so true because it's like, we don't wake up one day and we're like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm the hottest thing ever. Like, no. it's not even about that vanity. <laughs> it's about, I am so grateful for my legs because they let me walk around. And I love that my arms, you know, are strong to help me carry things that I love. And, you know, it's those little things that essentially help you along the journey and and they just keep growing and, you know, keep blossoming, which I really like that you've said that. And I think it's a good little reminder for everyone. So I think one of the first places we need to start today as we delve into the body confidence topic is diet culture and how it impacts our relationships so badly with our body. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this and what's your experience been like? I mean, obviously you've, you've mentioned that, you know, your mum played, you know, back in the 90s was trying to be, you know, Kate Moss style. And that is something you grew up with. And that was the first kind of step for you to, you know, 
into yeah. that diet culture world. Mm-hmm. But that just keeps going. You know, as you get older, as you become more independent, mm-hmm. you want to do it all yourself, like soup diets, this diet, that, these diet pills, like <laughs> it's crazy. So yes. what what are your thoughts? Look, diet culture, once you start seeing it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like breaking that glass you know, that mirror for you in a sense where you just kind of shatter and you're just like, holy shit, it is everywhere. And you just start picking it up from different things that may not even have occurred to you before. So, yeah, it just ends up being like it's ingrained in so much of how we, especially as women, how we navigate the world. So it from something labelling it as a bad food or like something as, um, you know, like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Like that then stems from diet culture because basically diet culture, in my opinion, is the profitability of our insecurities. So we are then told, you know, you're, you know, this is the beauty standard you need to achieve. If you can't get there or you're not there already, here's how to do it. And it's like, buy this thing, use this cellulite cream, get this food, take this pill, be on this shake. Yeah. You know, and it just ends up being like this nonstop profitability yeah. s- cycle mm-hmm. that you never actually get out of and you never end up achieving mm-hmm. anything or you might achieve, you know, five kilos of weight loss or it's just ends up being water retention. Yeah. So, and in your own brain as well, this cycle that of this negative talk yeah. that you're like never going to be good enough mm-hmm. until you reach this. I'm not going to be happy until I look like this yeah. or th- that's what the scales mm-hmm. look like. And I find I have a lot of these conversations with women just in my day-to-day passing. It's not even anything like, I guess, centred around confidence and and body image. It's just like how we experience the world. And Mm. when you start to look into it and you start to kind of realise the different things that are diet culture, Mm. it scares you because you're like, this is a billion-dollar industry waist trainers and you know and I bought a waist trainer back in the day when they first came out probably six or seven years ago because I was still very much in my early 20s and wanting to you know look that Kim Kardashian kind of way you know all of that you know big booty big boobs small waist kind of thing and someone that has always had a belly yeah never really had I've got like kind of a smaller waist but that's because my hips filled out after high school and that's because my boobs have always been big. So I thought, oh, how can I have this feminine waist, you know, that everyone is achieving? Yeah, that everyone wants right now. Yeah, Yeah. online. Everyone looks like that. Everyone forgets about Photoshop in Mm -hmm. those moments. But anyway, that's it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, It just, it's, yeah, to me, diet culture, people just really need to be aware of it and when they are kind of teetering mm. on those verges of yeah. like I will feel like this yeah, or I, when I feel like this or when mm. I look like this, I will be happy yeah. and attaching it to those situations yeah. rather than having the gratitude mm. and the happiness throughout yeah. and as a climate within you rather than like a weather change yeah. in a sense. And I think from a nutritional point of view, from a, that perspective, which is a big reason why I wanted to become a mm-hmm. nutritionist in the first place was because 
it makes food, like good food, like really wholesome, nutritious food look like a phase. And it's something that you only consume Mm. for four weeks until you've lost five kilos or six kilos or whatever it is. And then you go back to the normal food. Mm -hmm. And those normal foods are things that generally make you feel shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just this toxic cycle where it's like Mm -hmm. you can have all of these foods every day, Mm -hmm. no good or bad, just food, and you can actually maintain healthy weight loss or manage, just uh, maintain your weight as whatever it is. And it's just, you know, the media, they just push it into you that Mm -hmm. you need to look a certain way and that when you achieve this five kilos in four weeks, you're going to be happier. You're going to be confident. (laughs) You're going to, you know, all the boys are going to want you or like whatever it is, whatever that toxic shit they're putting in your head, (laughs) you know, and then you'll get to that point. And you'll feel good for like a week. And then you'll be mm-hmm. like, whoa, let's go get burgers mm-hmm. and let's eat everything. And let's, yep. and it's just, and then you're like, oh, so should bad. I put that weight back on? Let's do this um, lemon mm-hmm. detox diet now. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. And you're always addicted to yeah, going addicted. back to that feeling. Yes. Yeah. And it's like that gratification. It's external yeah. gratification because, you know, people, and I've seen this with a lot of women where they'll lose a bunch of weight, 10, mm. 15, whatever kilos. And then, because they were bigger, it's easier yeah. to lose weight yes. anyway. So, but then you hit a certain point and then that's kind of like where the plateau starts yes. to come in. Yeah. Not that I'm a nutritionist or a yeah. dietitian or anything, but that I've seen it yeah. happen. And then the frustrations come mm-hmm. in and then the, the more extreme diets come through because, you know, you, they've had all these people praise them. Oh, you yeah. look so great. You look amazing, blah, blah, blah. Even like we've seen it with Adele, you know, yeah, when she yeah. she was a bigger woman and then she lost all this weight and people just could not stop praising yeah. how she looked. And it's like, well, you know, she hasn't changed as a person. And yeah, she's still the same She looked girl. great yeah. before. She looks awesome now. Like yeah. however she feels, if she's happier, great. Yeah, that's, like, all, that's that matters. all that matters. Yeah. And I think that also with our conversations, and this comes back, I guess, to those mm. microaggressions where we can attach someone looking good, mm. like or looking happy and yeah. looking more full of energy mm. yeah. as um, attached to their weight loss. Yeah. So I think it's kind of tied in. But obviously people that lose weight and they want to do it, like, great for health yeah, reasons and, and whatever, awesome, do what you got to do. But I think it can be a very fine line between getting that for your health and, and doing, you know, a Kickstarter mm. to mm. be sustainable yeah. and eat well and be nourished mm. and then just attaching your happiness to what the mirror yeah. is, is reflecting to you. I think yeah. that's where you need to differentiate between a fad diet and sustainable healthy weight loss for your health mm-hmm. because you can still achieve, like, wanting to lose weight, if that's genuine, if that's what you want, mm-hmm. that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That is okay. But it's not... you. It's not about putting yourself in this mindset of I need to instantly lose five kilos. I'm going to go on this crash diet and I'm going to do it and then I can go back to normal. <laughs> as soon as you're in that space, you are, you're on a fad diet. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. If you really want to lose weight and you want to be healthier and you want to be happier, there are so many healthy ways to go about that mm-hmm. that is going to involve you nourishing your body, nourishing your mind and creating a new lifestyle, a new routine that's sustainable for the long term. If something is short term, if something is four weeks, two weeks, six weeks, three months, whatever, that is a fad diet. Yeah. And you need to work your way through that, whether it's, you know, 
speaking to a nutritionist or a dietitian or whoever it is, you know, that's going to help you rise above that. You know, there's no, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I didn't ask anyone for help. I didn't say, you know, I don't feel good. I want to do this or I want to lose weight or whatever it is. You just thought you had to do it on your own. So you'd go to the Mm -hmm. chemist and see what was there. I mean, I don't know if you did that, but I know when I was younger, I did that too. Whereas now it's like, there are so many amazing resources out there. There are so many great people that you can speak to who share their experience or provide you, you know, informed information that can help you create a new lifestyle. And I'm sure that's what you've done, you know, to find that peace within your body. You also had to find that new lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's more about with anything Mm. short term, you know, short-term sustainability in a sense, yeah. like, you know, like you said, the three, six-week, whatever, yeah. three months. Yeah. If your goals are short-term in that sense, the, the result's going to be temporary. Yeah. So you need to think longer-term mm. in, like you said, changing your lifestyle, changing habits, yeah. daily habits, daily narrative within mm. your own brain, and then also the way that you look at food and your yeah. relationship with food. My relationship with food has been tumultuous, to say the least. Like, mm. it's just been rocky and, yeah, it's going from seeing things as bad and, yeah. and indulgent and like cheat days and binge eating and stuff like that. It is so bad, <laughs> so yeah. toxic. Yeah. And to even just label food as like guilt free and, and yeah. things like that, it ends up being like you're putting then an, an ownership and this, a stigma on, you know, the non, mm. you know, like maybe there's a vegan brownie or whatever that's made with like black beans and stuff. And it's a bit on the healthier side. Yeah. Or a bit more of a nourishing, you know, mm. more vitamins, minerals, whatever. And then there's just like the brownie that's got like all the like yeah. butter and milk and yep. sugar and whatever. Yeah. And then that's like what is the the guilty pleasure? Yeah. That we binge on, and then you know, going like if you're gonna have, if you are craving something, and this is what I kind mm. of say as well to friends and stuff. If you're craving pasta, mm. Eat don't the have the pasta. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you don't like zucchini noodles, instead have spaghetti. Yeah. Like okay, just satisfy your craving. And move on. And like, move on. Get on with it. Yeah, it yes. Is, you don't have to punish yourself no. for being a human and having cravings. Yes. This is like, you exactly. know, don't have a suppressed appetite and do this. Just eat when you're hungry. Listen to your body yeah. with everything. And it's just insane that yeah. we are suppressing ourselves and, and I guess, restricting ourselves. And it's all about that restrictive, yeah. like limiting diets that then, you know, we're like, oh, I'm just, you know, doing whatever it is. Mm. Because someone else does it. Like yeah. we could all, if like 100 people did the same diet, did the same amount of exercise, yeah. you'd still look all different. Completely, Completely different. different. And yeah. it's based on so many different things. But yeah. I actually have, I remember a friend's mum said to me a few years ago, she said, everyone is born with the weight that they will be. Like yeah. you can't, it's just, it's just what their weight is meant to be when they're an adult. Yeah whatever it is. And yes, factors change and, you know, you can lose weight, put on weight, whatever. But around, like you said, you know, you Mm. kind of have that crash diet and then you put on those five kilos back. Well, that five kilos is the space between you and having your life. So you're going and having that pizza on the weekend. You're having that extra glass of wine. You're enjoying your meals with friends and brunches and whatnot. Mm. Like not all the time, but like you're not saying no to those opportunities of Mm. living your life. Yeah. So that is the difference in the space between living your best life and living a life that of restriction. Yeah. 
and, and that's no not living at all. <laughs> no. no one wants that. You want to enjoy your food, yeah. your friends, company. Yeah. You want to have a life. Yeah. And you can still have all of that mm-hmm. and be a happy and healthy yeah. person in every Absolutely. sense of the word, you know. Yeah. Um, so a big part of your struggles when it came to body confidence was due to the rise of Instagram <laughs> and that toxic cycle of wanting to always be picture perfect. Let's talk about this because... <laughs> We, like you said before, we were quite lucky. I mean, I know mm. I didn't even get on Facebook until like the end of year 12 or like somewhere within oh, that really? space. That's yes, good. I was very late. We didn't have internet <laughs> yeah. at home. So I was very <laughs> late getting on that. Yeah. And I was, you know, it just wasn't even a thing. Like even when mm. I was on it, you were so dissociated just, from it. Like yeah. it was something different. And I feel so grateful because I know when I was 15, 16, that age, I was so easily influenced. Oh, yeah. You know, by what I saw. Like, I remember when I was young, I would sit there and read every Dolly magazine and I would look at these girls and be (laughs) like, why the hell don't I look like that? So (laughs) if I had on my phone, like we do now, images and images and images of these flawless Mm -hmm. people, I I think that would really damage me. Like, and I get really... Um, passionate about this because I think, you know, I've got nieces Mm -hmm. and I look at younger, you know, younger women and I get scared that, you know, I'd hate for them to get caught up in that cycle. So I think it's important for us to be really loud about this and, you know, help people understand that it is not a reality and striving for that is not achievable. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Like, where do you stand with it all? I'm just super passionate about it yeah. like like you are and mainly it's because I have a 16-year-old sister. Yeah. So she has grown up obviously Gen Z is the digital mm-hmm. generation. So they've grown up with an iPad in their hands from yes. the get-go and I completely agree with you and it's interesting because when we grew up with Dolly and and girlfriend and stuff like that and 17 and whatever they were celebrities, yeah. right? So we kind of had, you know, we kind of knew that they were They were special, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got their, you know, dietitians and shit. Yeah. And I remember even reading magazines where it's yeah. like, this is what, you know, Adriana Lima eats in and a day based from her dietitian. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, she has a dietitian, so that kind of makes sense. Exactly. But, like, Instagram, it's everyday people. It's, it's everyone. It's yeah. anyone and everyone has accessibility to uh, Lightroom, Photoshop, Facetune, yeah. all of these apps, even videos. I've seen actually people edit mm. a video wow. where their body is different, like because you think, okay, video doesn't lie. Uh, it does. Like yeah. it's very scary. scary. The technology we have at our fingertips now to change your whole look. Yeah, you know, you could even like I've, you see memes and stuff where yeah. it's like a girl's like catfishing themselves and stuff because mm. they've done these filters and and stuff like that that. You know, if they went missing, you wouldn't recognize them no. in the street yeah. or whatever. Like, it's just these silly things that it does, like, yeah, that's a bit of an extreme example. But yeah, it's those kinds of things that, like, how did we get here? Mm. And it really is just all marketing. And I come from marketing and exactly. I know that it's all yeah. coming from uh, people making money off of, like, having these products available, mainly mm. men. Um that I have just kind of looked into yeah. um, like different, the creams and the and the mm. big corporations and stuff that sell those diet pills and the Atkins, you know, Atkins diet, those paleo diets, yeah. all of those big name brand, you know, American diets, they all stem from some old white guy yeah. that 
just was like, yeah, this is what, based on like the BMI of also European white men. Yeah. Like if you look into BMI and stuff, super interesting. But it's not based on, it's based on a, a tiny little model, tiny group of people. Like all of that stuff is then tied into this and then the marketing selling it to influencers it just is this constant stream this flow-on effect if you will and then it trickles down all the way to your nieces and girls that are just in high school trying to live trying to figure out who they are (laughs) trying to be themselves and and navigate the world as you know a 16 year old and that's tough enough and now they've got tiktok and like Mm. yeah it just is insane and tiktok is so great for so many things but there's different things that you know, it's not yeah. censored. It's not. No. It's not re- regulated. It's yeah. Some of the stuff that I see sometimes, I'm like, oh my god, is this? Does this exist? Yeah. And like millions of people have liked it, so that means yeah. millions and more have watched Probably it, seen it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just is scary. The amount yeah. of like the viralness of mm. these particular things or trends or fads or whatever it is, it just when you think about it, is very very scary for the average yeah. teenage girl or boy. I think it's like our job to, you know, anyone really, it's our job to really make sure we're spreading that message of Mm. this is not our reality. This is 1% of someone's life. This is not who they are. This doesn't reflect their bad days. Social Mm -hmm. media is a highlight reel. And one thing I'm also, like I've always said, is that even if you do follow an influencer, you have chosen to follow this person. It's not their responsibility to post their bad days. And it's Mm -hmm. also not their responsibility to post things that make them, I don't know, like unfilled, like if they want yeah, to filter relatable. their photos, yeah. that's whatever. That, But it's it's our responsibility to stand our ground and understand that the things we mm-hmm. see are not yeah. real, real, you know, they're not reality and that's okay and it's no mm-hmm. one else's responsibility to kind of make you make them I don't know I don't know I've always just had this belief that we need to we need to understand that for ourselves you know if you are choosing to follow someone Mm -hmm. then be prepared to not see their whole life because a lot of people don't want to share everything and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that you know because we don't need to (laughs) spend 24 7 on social media you know and I think it's really important to share that message with the younger generation so they understand that this person's sharing the smallest part of their life and the rest is really your imagination Mm. like you know what you perceive to be perfect and not you know it's just Everyone's got shit Absolutely. days. Everyone's relatable in a way. Like if you really sat down mm-hmm. and, you know, look at Kim Kardashian, I'm sure that she has bad days too yeah. where she feels like shit, yep. you know, and it's like, yeah, it's, I don't know. You just, it's self-regulating, Absolutely. right? You just need yeah. to take responsibility yeah. using the app and take some caution as Absolutely. well. And that's kind of where I started, I guess, with the unlearning mm. of that negative self-talk is just like unfollowing a yeah, whole bunch of as soon as I like I guess for a rule of thumb and I live by this as well and I tell people to do this if you're looking at someone's feed or you're looking at your feed and you scroll past something mm. a photo and you're like oh this person again and I you start to feel yeah. this internal like gurgling mm. of oh, I feel like shit now yeah. like having seen that or it's sparked it just, up it's my anxiety. Yeah, giving yeah. you anxiety it is not benefiting you at all. No. And you've kind of noticed that it's been a pattern. Mm. Unfollow that person. Yeah. It literally takes two clicks. Go yeah. on the profile, click unfollow, and that's, that's it. You never it. have you to think about it, it again. Yeah. Like why 
put yourself through that. It's your yeah. feed. Customize it. Tailor it to how you want to feel, what you want to consume. Yes. It's your personal yeah. consumption. Yeah. Um, like that's the beauty of Instagram as well. We can consume yes. what we want to consume and not consume Absolutely. what we don't want to consume. So yeah, if you're listening, unfollow a bunch of accounts yeah. as soon as you see, yeah. like, whatever. And even, it's like, just, I oh. recently, I, you know, if you don't want to unfollow mm-hmm. someone, because I had a few people that I know and I might see them out and I didn't want it to be awkward, but I was feeling like shit when I saw mm-hmm. this stuff. It happens. I'm not going to yeah. lie and say yeah. it doesn't happen. It happens to all of us. So I just muted these oh, yeah, people mute so them. I don't have That's to see anything. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing. There's You shouldn't yeah. have to feel like you need to explain yourself or justify mm-hmm. it to yourself. If something makes you feel shit, and you don't want to see it, you have yeah. so many other amazing things in your life to focus on. And social media is such <laughs> yeah. a small part, yeah. you know. So if there's something on there that is triggering you, giving you anxiety, making you feel shit, or you're thinking, fuck, now I don't want to see this mm-hmm. anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to see this girl's naked body anymore. Yeah. You can unfollow or you can mute and you can get on with and your day. Fine. And it's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Absolutely totally. not, you know. You don't so, owe anyone anything. No, it's yeah. all about what's going to make you feel good yes. and creating those healthy boundaries. So, Oh, absolutely. Give yourself yeah. boundaries and yeah. allow yourself to do that because you are the one with your phone. Yes. No one else is looking at your no. phone. No one's judging you based on who you follow. Like mm. really, no one really gives a shit. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> just like take a step back and be like, all right, that's, I'm just putting it on myself. It's like when you go to the gym yeah. and you're like, oh, everyone's looking at me, but everyone is thinking that. Yes. And so everyone, it's like a conundrum, like a yeah. paradox, if you will. Like yeah. you're walking in thinking everyone's looking at you. They're there thinking you're looking at them, it, but no one's actually looking at anyone. No. They're just so Everyone's just doing their thing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just like go through life like that and just think like no that. one else cares. That's such a good yeah. point. I love that you've mentioned that. Yeah. So the million dollar question today that <laughs> I'm going to get you to answer is how does one become confident and love their body? Oh, yes. A million dollar question indeed. It is like I mentioned earlier, a journey and mm. it's going to be not the easiest journey especially it depends on where you're coming from as well what what platform you're sitting on in terms Mm -hmm. of how comfortable you are with yourself and how you look in the mirror or what you see and feel when you when you look in the mirror I always say confidence is a muscle it's like going to the gym you know you need to flex that muscle daily it doesn't have to be a whole lot doesn't have to be a whole thing it just is little bits at a time that makes it stronger over time because Mm -hmm. it's going to be a slow progression into feeling a little bit better every day. And yeah, I have shit days like a lot, but it's less than what it used to be. And that's the aim. So it's not like I'm never going to be unconfident again. I'm not, Mm. I'm never going to be not a confident person. Like I may have those, those times and you never say never, but coming from where I was, I would say maybe six years ago now, um, when I started looking into body positivity, and like that just was such a progression and looking at how I looked at myself back then and how different my body was mm-hmm. as well because we change and evolve all the time. It's just natural. It's human. Yeah. And you just have to slowly work up to it every day. You're just yeah. building a stamina and you're building resilience as well within yourself and being able to notice different things about your body that you appreciate, like you mentioned earlier, with like, you know, being able to walk and, and things like that. It's just, you know, you don't have to think of it, about that all the time. It doesn't have to be super present, but it's just knowing that the tiny things in your day is what is going to make up for the bigger moments and you're able to appreciate life, you know, 
bloody leaves falling down yeah. off a tree that just yeah. like end up <laughs> kind of in your face and it, it's like a bit of a like oh, a beautiful moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a really like nice yeah. self moment mm. right yeah and yeah becoming that confident person is going to take time it's going to take effort and it's never going to stop and it but it's like going to the gym you know you wouldn't go to the gym once and do your legs and then you've got really strong <laughs> legs yeah. like it just yeah you're not going to have a big butt if you do like two squats or yeah. you know do 100 squats in one day and that's it like can you imagine yeah. that would be great yeah <laughs> um if you could just do that and go I'd to the gym that. once a year <laughs> yeah i'm sure that there's someone working on that oh my god as we speak yeah but again diet culture and all that shit yeah. comes into that scene as well <laughs> creeps in on yeah you. <laughs> yeah it does but you know it's not going to be a, a one-off mm. And that's what you need to be prepared for. And there are going to be days that hit you hard that you're like, I feel like crap or, you know, especially for women, like hormonal times throughout the month or if you have different Mm. hormonal imbalances and and as well, that can also come into how you view your body. So I used to be like really self-conscious of like my belly and like especially the lower part, which is like called the fupa pretty much, and like my arms and stuff. And I would have just feel really look in the mirror and be like oh my gosh like like oh that little bit there is sticking out yeah. or it doesn't really look that great or whatever you're going to have days like that it's never going to go away but it's mm. just the less amount of them so yeah. you want to focus on just bringing that percentage and that fraction down 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 yeah. every you know and you can look back on the year and, and think yeah. like i had some really great times and i felt awesome and body positivity to me is about liberation and neutrality yeah. which is not having to think about what you look mm-hmm. like sitting down walking eating drinking whatever living your life pretty much it's about just not mm-hmm. thinking yeah. about it because someone that's not confident will always be fidgeting they'll always yeah. be thinking about oh what do I look like in this and that yeah. or you know and I change clothes all the time yeah. like that's fine but it's just when you're going out about your business and you're mm-hmm. constantly just always thinking externally of what you look like instead of just being in your moment or being yeah it just and that again comes from you know we video record everything we take photos of everything we always feel like we're always having to be on Mm. on camera and camera ready and stuff like that as a regular human right not a celebrity Mm. that's it's like we're living that life almost and yeah I just think the less you can think about your body every day Mm. the better and it's also, you know, waking up in the morning and saying, what is one thing I can do for myself today mm-hmm. that is going to make me feel good? Absolutely. You know, because like you said, it's not one day you wake up and you're amazing. It's what's 1% every day. Mm-hmm. 1% better every day is a lot by the end of the year. Oh, for sure. You know, like that's for a sure. lot. So yeah. ask yourself that question in the morning. What is one thing I can do today mm-hmm. that is going to make me feel confident? Yeah. If that's buying a oh, new top or just... doing your hair differently or whatever yeah. it is. You do that, going to the gym or eating a certain meal, you mm-hmm. do that. And yeah. It's so true. And don't make don't let anyone make you feel like shit for yeah. doing something, you know. That like even people like that say, Oh, like you wear makeup all the time, like to someone else. I don't mm-hmm. wear makeup personally. This is probably like a one day of yeah. the week thing for me, just because I just prefer to do that because I actually feel sometimes better without yeah. makeup on, which yeah. is my go. prerogative. But when, you know, you, you overhear conversations of like, oh, as if you wear, like, oh, as if she wears that much makeup and stuff. And you kind of hear like, you know, just fuck off. Like, yeah. <laughs> just let her, let, let her be. Them, you know, just let people navigate yeah. life however, however they confident need. they are. And it, that also kind of comes into, I guess, the 
tricky a topic is when you start to dive into the surgeries Mm -hmm. and lip fillers and and the alterations and boob jobs and whatnot. Like my kind of thing is, and people get asked me this quite a lot Mm because it's a bit of a grey area for like body positivity. And I just say if it makes you feel good and you feel more confident doing that, whatever it is, go for it. Um, But just just watch your space, you know, just make sure that that is really making you like feel great Mm. you know and just adding to your confidence that you already are building on it's not going to be the answer to your confidence it just needs to you know it plays a small role in maybe you make like feeling better I know like I had grew up with crooked teeth Mm. and I had to wear braces for two and a half years and you know I know people are doing Invisalign or they do teeth whitening and stuff like that and or they you know do facials or anything and everything or breast reduction. I had breast reduction as well. And yep. I know people that have had bigger boobs, like implants yep. put in. And it's like that I did because I was feeling self-conscious about myself for so yep. long and I couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. No matter how much weight I would try to lose in that area, it just doesn't go away sometimes. Yeah. So whatever is going to make you feel good to an, to a degree, mm-hmm. like do that. Yeah whether it's makeup, whether it's clothing, whether it's something external that you can add that 1% to mm. your day and also work on the internal monologue yeah. and catch yourself. And, that, and that's also kind of a, a big thing for loving your body is catch yourself yeah. and recognise when the, you're starting a spiral or yeah. when those, like, why? A question is just even question. You don't have to think like, oh, I can't think negative at all no, it happens that's impossible yeah literally <laughs> yeah it'll happen and you we all compare yourself mm. but then that's when you kind of just need to catch yourself like okay why just stop and think why am yeah. I comparing myself right now like mm. why do I feel less than why do I feel not good enough and then you're able to look at the triggers yeah as well and then and work on it mm. you know working on yourself is going to take a lot but it is so so worth it like the yeah. reward for that work is insane because now I get asked all the time you know how like we're talking right now about Mm. confidence like ask me this six years ago I would have you'd be like why what's the hell yeah Yeah. I'd be like I don't know shit about that but it is all experience and what I've been able to see through like having my dress hire business like back in the day and you know helping um curvy women find their confidence as well just through even talking to them and you know, we just, there's, everyone has different things that they point out about themselves yeah. that they hate or that they, yeah. you know, wish they could change. Yeah. And it's like, well, well, why do you feel like that? Like, let's talk mm. about it, you know, and then kind of dive into, you know, everyone does um, yeah. have that about them, whether you're thin, bigger, tall, short, whatever you look like in any mm. shape or form, you know, we just all need to be a bit kinder to ourselves and to each other yeah. as well, 100%. Absolutely. I love that. We've run out of time today. There was, yeah, no, it was amazing. We've talked, I feel like this episode has just been one that I want everyone to listen to because it's so, you know, each of the things we've spoken about today are just, you know, when you don't feel good Mm. and you're in that space of what do I do? How do I feel better? Like it's horrible. Yeah. And you spiral, like you said, you keep going down and it's like, you know, let's all listen to this. We all have shit days. We all 
are focused on ourselves, you know, and it's like, be kind to yourself, be kind to those around you, stay in your lane and, you know, yeah, just do you really. Yeah. But if, before we finish, what just quickly, what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Uh, I would say just, just stop beating yourself up. Just be okay with who you are and try to have a great time yeah. just living and, and doing whatever you want to do with life because it's too bloody short to be living it according to someone else's rule book. So just be as silly and loud and quirky and whatever, just be your authentic self because more likely than not you're going to attract the people that are right for you. Yeah. And that will be attracted to your confidence and all those great things. I love it. Yeah. Love it. So where can everyone find more of you if they want to come and hear more about your journey and, and what you have to offer? So you can follow me on Instagram at alexia.eleni. Um, so I post a lot of yeah confidence stuff. I try to do more of it. Yeah. And my modeling, which is um, great little fun uh, yeah. side hustle for me to love be it. a curve model, which is awesome. And I love it. And yeah, Lexicon Creative for my business stuff, which is um, social media, copywriting, creative marketing. So love it. I'll put all your handles in the show notes. People can come and easily find you. But thank you so much for sharing all of that with us today. It was amazing. Thank you. It was so much fun to finally uh, be a guest. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) No worries. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you've taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like subscribe and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye. Oh my god, we've got to talk today. I was like, you can.